Hey guys, this is Yael. Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. Welcome to another mini-sode. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at jewishlatinprincess.com, your host, Yael. I want to give you a boost of inspiration, of confidence, wisdom, trust, momentum. I want to be with you every weekday. And I'd love to hear what you think of these mini-sodes. This whole week, when you listen to these, can you do me a huge favor? Leave a review on your iTunes app, take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me or send that screenshot to yael at jewishlatinprincess.com. Every single one of you who submits a review and sends it via Instagram stories or email will be getting a Starbucks gift card and 20 minutes with me where we can get to chat one-on-one. Yep, we'll drink that coffee together. And I want to also remind you that the Bitachon Boost Retreat will be July 25th and it's going to be totally magical and life-changing. Grab your spot with the early bird special saving you $70 and with a chance to win a copy of the newly printed book, Gate of Trust at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash retreat. And now, here we go, ladies. Here's our mini-sode. Talking about Bitachon recently a lot. And there was a podcast episode on Monday that aired on Monday um, with manifestation mentor Ayala Polanski. And so somebody yesterday asked, I posted, um, I posted, it wasn't yesterday, it was yeah, two days ago. So I posted, I think you saw that I posted on Instagram this Hayom Yom of the fourth of Av, right? Where it says that no matter how much effort is exerted, no one can earn one more, one cent more than what God has ordained that this particular person should have, right? Should earn. And one must do what is necessary, but one must remember that all his work is just secondary. It's adjunct, right? And so this is a message that we always have to remember, right? There is that there is that effort that we need to put in the natural world, but one needs to understand that. God is in charge of the results and whatever God has destined for us, we can't change that. So the question came up on Instagram. Oh, so yeah, because I guess I had a posted about manifestation due to the podcast, then I can't manifest more money. If God already ordained that I'm going to earn a certain amount, how can I manifest more? And by the way, I should correct my words. We can't change that. It's rather tricky because I'm about to explain, right? We obviously can, can change God's will. So, but it says that you do what's necessary and you have to remember that that's just a natural means, right? You can't, there's a certain chef off from Hashem and that's what we're going to get. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to clarify, how do these things reconcile? Because I see that a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, you saw that, Marcy, right? It's a great reminder. But then this question came up and unfortunately, it misses the point. And the question itself shows the problem that we have. Not that this person has, we all, we all struggle with this, which is the underlying belief that 
God is limited. And the lack of trust in that what God has actually allotted for me is incredibly plentiful and abundant. It shows that lack of trust in a God who has told us, you have the ability to connect with me and to make your will my will. You have the ability to trust. And when you do, the channel of Shefa, of abundance, that abundance that has been designated for you since the beginning of creation flows. All you have to do is trust. And so it's unfortunately... Unfortunately, the way it works is that the minute we don't trust, the minute we ask such a question, then God says, let's try this again. You're blocking this. Keep trying, right? So we have to believe, not just to believe, actually, we have to trust because belief is not enough. It's complete trust in God, in his plenty, in his abundance. And that is our responsibility. And part of that is knowing and here, here's, here's a catch, is knowing that there's no extra effort in the physical realm beyond the parameters of Jewish law that God has set up for us, right, of a, our way of life that I can do to yield a different result. There's no extra hours between the hours that a Jew is supposed to work that will yield different results, more abundance. There's no extra schmoozing a client or involving myself and catering to the whims of other human beings beyond the normal gratitude and derech eretz and all that that I can do to yield a different result. So we have certain parameters of life and anything beyond that is it's 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 ludicrous because we cannot we cannot tap and that's not where we're going to tap into the abundance, right? So the only effort that I could actually that I could, that I can, and I should invest in, and that yields results is connection to God Almighty. And that connection involves trust, involves active trust, involves closing my store on Shabbat, involves negotiating with my boss, knowing that he's not responsible, right? Educating my children in, in, in a Torah way of life and investing time in their education and not sacrificing time with them because I don't know, because I have to close the next deal or make the next sale, et cetera, et cetera, right? Investing money in the mitzvot that God has gifted us with and not skimping because we don't trust that he has plenty of money to provide, right? So this is where the real work, um, where the real effort needs to go. And unfortunately, the message of that Hayom Yom is, is given to us because we get confused, because we think that the effort is in the material pursuits, because we, when the effort is, the, the, when the real effort is, the real effort is really, when really the effort is in tapping or should be in tapping into that connection with God Almighty, the source of that abundance, right, of that plenty. So the question itself, in a way, is already the problem, right? It reminds me of, I'm sure maybe you, you read it. I wrote about this not so long ago, earlier this year, I think. And that story about Rav Susha, that, that the beautiful insight that Rav Susha um, teaches us on Parshas Behar. Um, on the Torah portion of Behar, we have this, um, the Torah speaks about the mitzvah of Shemitah, the laws of Shemitah, of the sabbatical of the land, right? Every seven years. 
And in that portion, there's a very interesting few verses where all of a sudden there's this break in the narrative where the Jew asks the question, what are we going to eat in the seventh year? And God has to come out. There's like, becomes all of a sudden like this dialogue, this question answer, which is not really usual the way usually the Torah is narrated. God has to come and say, I will give you my blessing in the sixth year. And then also in the three years, right? You're going to have blessing on the sixth, the seventh and eighth. And so Rav Susha of Anapoli, if you know me, you know, is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite characters. And you could go read all this in a beautiful safer called um, Noam Elimelech. But anyway, Rav Susha of Anapoli gives a beautiful, beautiful insight on these two verses. Because two verses seem extra. Like, why is it adding these two verses of a question and an answer between the Jew and God instead of just stating the mitzvah of Shemitah and, and that's it and going on, right? So Rav Susha says that when we ask... I won't have enough. How am I going to do it? When we let this thought of I'm not going to have enough enter our mind, we're going to that. He's explaining to us what's happening here. What's the lesson for us? Okay. Is that when we ask the question, when we doubt, when we claim, wait, 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 how is this going to work? I'm not going to have enough. What we do is we cause an immediate interruption. And you can read it in the book. In the flow of abundance that God created for us since the beginning of creation, right? And he says that, yes, that God creates every person with this pipeline of abundance that draws down from heaven, and it's continuous and it's uninterrupted. Those are the words in the text, except, he says, in the event that the person loses trust in God. So at that moment, explains Reb Susha, God has to put into effect like this backup plan, right? Where he has to make a new command for our abundance to flow again. It's like, then he has to answer the question. Okay. So now that you have asked the question, I'm going to command a blessing for you in the sixth, seventh and, and, and eighth year, right? You're going to have three years of blessing. That's kind of like the backup plan, Rav Susha says, because it's like elicited by our lack of trust expressed in the question. Because ideally what would have happened is we would have just accepted the mitzvah of Shemitah and never even doubted the blessing of God. Like it's, we should have assumed that, that it's so obvious that if God has given us this gift of this mitzvah, of this way of connecting with him, he's evidently taking care of how you're going to eat. Right. But we, the lesson here is, oh, apparently we don't go there. Right. So we shouldn't have doubted the blessing that God had bestowed upon us in the first place, right? And so he's saying, rather than asking such questions like, what am I going to eat? Just trust God with all your heart. And then the abundance is going to always flow to you and you will have no lack. So go read it because it's absolutely beautiful. And of course, this reminds us of this very funny story, and then I'll let you go. But this very cute story of Rav Susha, one of there's many stories of Rav Susha, but there's this one story where, you know, Rav Susha was famous for every morning after he davened the morning prayers, he would have apparently this shtick where he would say, um, Ma- God, master of the universe, uh, your servant Susha is now hungry. And so what would happen is that like on cue, his, his employee would come out from the kitchen and serve him breakfast. And this went on day after day, right? Rip Susha would pray. Rip Susha would say, God, your servant Susha is hungry. And the employee would come and bring him his breakfast. Until one day, this employee says, you know what? I'm going to teach Susha a lesson. 
he thinks that God is giving him the breakfast. I'm the one giving him a breakfast. I'm going to teach him this. I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. And so the next morning, Susha, as per usual, finishes praying. And he says, Ribona Shalola, master of the universe, your servant Susha is hungry. And the employee stays like this. Arms crossed in the kitchen does not come out when suddenly a knock on the door and he opens the door and there is this man with massive platters and trays of food. Come, come help me take the, bring this inside. I just had a bris, a Brit Mila, and I have all this leftover food. And I figure I, I who's going to know what to do with all this food, right? Susha. So come take this food. <laughs> the employee says to himself, Susha, Susha, right? What was I thinking? It is, in fact, God who feeds Susha. I'm just his channel. And if I refuse to feed Susha, God will find another channel to bring him food. And so obviously, ladies, we are not in the level of Susha. But we have to know that if we are taught this, and if this is brought down to us in, to- in our Torah, it is because this is a lesson for us about what we can strive for and achieve, right? And so this is a lot to unpack and to think about, but I thought it was really important for me to address it because I think this question, we, we, we have to get over this question. We really have to open ourselves and really work on this mindset. And so it reminded me perf- brilliantly when she asked the question of this lesson from Susha and from Parshas Behar. And of course, I want to invite you again with like my full, full heart and so excited <laughs> to come join me, to come join me at the Bitachon Boost Retreat, which has been designed exactly for this, to give us precise the tools so that we don't even have to come to ask such questions and so that we can access all of that shefa, all of that abundance that God has for us and live in a state of calm and tranquility. So you can register at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash retreat. See you all later. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.